0: Everyone, welcome to Life Touch Global. If you're here for the first time or if you've been here since the beginning of time, you are welcome home. This is family. <laughs> we're, so, we're so grateful. We're so grateful to God for everyone that's here and everyone that's watching the service. And I truly believe that your life is going, never gonna be the same again. And so we've started a new series um, called the God Element, and last week was absolutely phenomenal. What a word we received from God, and it's such 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 an awesome, rich word that God has given to us in in a season like this. You know, Uh, for we have been given the privilege to, uh, you know, uh, reset the wineskin of the church in this season and i really believe that life Church global the word that god is releasing to this church is bringing such a uh, a formation or a reformation of the wineskin of the church and and truly i truly believe that we are privileged uh, it is an honor for us to steward this word so i want to encourage you not to take the words lightly uh god's word lightly but actually oh even this church don't take this church lightly but i want to encourage you to Um, uh, to understand that there's a weight of responsibility that comes with this word Uh, and so this series called God Element is really going to change your life Uh, we're we're going to present God to you in a way uh, that is so mystical that is and it's also very adventurous at the same time so the title of my message today is Christ the Cornerstone all right Um, One of the things that, um, one of the things that Kelsey and I really love to do uh, when we do have spare time, if we do have spare time, is to love watching, we love watching home makeovers. I don't know if you, you enjoy watching home makeovers, um, but home makers makeovers or people building things, you know, constructing homes and stuff like that. We, We enjoy watching it. And these people are so creative, you know, with, uh, they look at a, they get a house, which is, uh, you know, pretty much it's old, it's run down, it's weather beaten, it's age beaten. Uh, and they, and they look at this house and they, and they dream of something awesome. And then, then they go ahead and break it they smash it to pieces uh, they enjoy the process of breaking things down and uh, after that they rebuild it into something that is so beautiful that even the people who own the house never imagined what it would look like uh, and it's so amazing that they, they would trust someone with their house that they would trust someone to break down their house Break. touch your neighbor and say break down my house I trust Life Church Global to break down my house because the vision that God has for this church, what what God has for you uh, and the way he's building this house is really awesome. The way he's building your house is really awesome. So these guys are so creative that they rebuild the house that improves, that increases the value of the house after they rebuild it. It's amazing, you know, it's so prophetic and it's so kingdom-like when we engage with God that when we first come into the kingdom, God finds us in a very unique place. God finds us in a situation, some of us might be the worst place of our lives or some of us might think that it's really the best place of our lives. But when God finds us, He takes us and He doesn't use the same house. He smashes it down. He breaks everything down, but these people who are who rebuild homes, you know, Amos and Prayer, probably enjoying this conversation right now, this teaching right now, because that's what they do. Um, while they while they're breaking all these things down, they break everything in the house, or the whole structure, except they leave the foundation except they leave this thing called the cornerstone. And I'm gonna talk about that today, that Christ is our cornerstone. And see, it's so prophetic uh, for us as a church and for us as individuals in the kingdom of God, because when God finds us, he breaks everything that we think is good or bad in our life. The, The life that we have built, so to say, that we enjoy or don't enjoy, is based on the knowledge of good and evil And God really takes that and He breaks it down but somehow He leaves the foundation there. See now people, Christians will think that that foundation, you got a new foundation when you got saved. And I want to tell you that that is incorrect. It's not right theology. Because we all think that we get a new foundation when we get saved. But we're talking about The God element now I spoke about the God element last week that the God element is the fabric that is in everything that God has created including you and me and that fabric ladies and gentlemen is the foundation of our lives and your foundation doesn't get replaced when you get saved but actually your foundation is what is in you before the world was founded. Look, I have a scripture to prove it. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8 says, The lamb was slain at the foundation of the world. So before you were brought into the world, your foundation was Christ. Let me say this every human being that is living today, whether you're you're a child of God, as in you, you you've come to the uh, the acknowledgement or the, the, the awareness of Uh, That you're a child of God, or you are already in the awareness that you are a child of God, our foundation is the same. It is Christ. Look, it says the the lamb was slain, which in his he shed his blood at the foundation of the world. So, which means that God has placed a foundation in every single human being. Even before you had the chance to be unsaved, so to say. Even before you were born. Even before you were conceived in your mother's womb. He says, I knew you. How does he know you? He, he laid a foundation, which means, which means the lamb was slain at the foundation of the world, which means that God laid Christ as a foundation for everything that he has created. And ladies and gentlemen, it is that price of the blood of Christ that was slain at the foundation of the world that cries out to God in every single human being. See, it is not not the preaching of an awesome message that gets you saved. It is if it facilitates it, but it is the cry within you. There's a deep cry. The Bible, the psalmist talks about it. He says, deep cries unto deep. It beckons unto God. what is that deep part? It's your foundation called Christ. Even before you you acknowledged Jesus, even before you became aware of him because even before you became aware of salvation and the need for salvation, there was a cry on them inside your heart. Even before you became a Christian, so to say, while you were sin, while you were still practicing sin, there was a cry on the inside of you crying out for mercy. This is powerful. And God has laid a foundation in blood. The lamb was slain at the foundation of the world. And so I want to talk about this cornerstone. See, the cornerstone traditionally is the first stone that is laid for structure. It's the first stone that they, that they lay in the foundation and based on that, f- that first stone, they lay all the, f- all the other foundation stones based on that one stone. So which means you and I, ladies and gentlemen, when God is building a foundation in us, he measures us according to Christ. And he builds into us according to the measure of Christ in us now this is not christ in you as in i read the bible and i received the word and now i have christ dwelling in me no 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 god doesn't depend on you to get you saved god doesn't depend on your let me say human ability to understand and and be limited by your understanding in order to give you a salvation experience no 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 there's a foundation in you there's a foundation in you So the mothers who are crying out for their sons to get saved, trust me, Christ is crying out for mercy more than your mother's prayers. This is powerful. So every single person who's crying out for their family members, Oh God, please save them. There's another cry that is louder than yours. So there's a a cry on the inside of every human being. There's a foundation of Christ in every human being. Ladies and gentlemen, there's goodness in everybody. We only think that the goodness of God is only limited to Christians. There's goodness in the world that will shock you. There's greater realms of goodness outside of the church. Sad to say that. There's greater realms of goodness. People are, are so generous. Outside of the church, than in the church, they are more, they are wiser serpents in the church, and harmless as doves when they go outside the church. For some reason, they come into church and they become super aware that somebody is trying to take things and take things from me, and they're trying to use me, and they're only about money. No, <laughs> you don't understand what you're even thinking. That's not the cry of Christ. In you. That's not the, the cry of the foundation in you. See, Christ is our foundation. We have no other foundation except Christ. And, the, and even in Isaiah chapter 28, it says this Behold, I lay in Zion. Zion is God's dwelling place, a, sh- a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone a sure foundation what is he trying to say God is trying to say listen I'm not I'm not laying a foundation based on your good works I'm not laying a foundation in Zion Zion is the place where God dwells he says listen I've got it covered I'm laying Christ as a foundation he's a foundation stone he's a stone that has been tried and he hasn't failed Come on. He's a stone that is faithful to me. He is a stone that I can depend upon and I can build upon. You see, a lot of times we wonder why churches don't get built fast. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about people getting built. It's because of faithfulness. When they're tested, when things go well, are you able to keep God first? And he says this, behold, I lay in Zion. Zion is the place where God dwells. And in that place, you and I, he says, okay, listen, I'm not gonna focus on your ability to, to remain righteous, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on Christ's ability to keep you righteous. And so he, your righteousness has a foundation. Your, the grace that you receive has a foundation. Your justification has a foundation and that foundation is Christ. He is the sure foundation, which means that foundation never moves. And he's saying, and he's saying right here that Christ is, is the one that is tried. He's a precious stone, which means there's a foundation stone on the inside of you that is precious. It's more precious than diamonds, rubies, and all the jewels in the world. You've got to understand, you've got to lay a high value on the stone that is within you. So, we must understand what the Bible is saying here in the book of Isaiah. He's saying, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. So God is building something. He's building a house. He's building a temple. And He doesn't He lays Christ as a foundation Even before the cross You must understand that He's laying a foundation In the place that he's going to dwell in In the future He lays Christ in Even before Jesus paid the price Which means the foundation and the cross Are two different aspects of our lives See the foundation that that God lays in us, the cornerstone, Christ the cornerstone is the the very thing that draws us to God. But the cross enables us to become like Christ. And we need both ladies and gentlemen. And I'm gonna explain both to you today. It's gonna be awesome. So he lays a foundation upon which Zion is built. The whole building is built. And this building is not a a building like we think, okay, once you build the building, it's done, finished. It remains there. This is a building that is constantly growing. And God has laid a foundation called Christ. Okay, so have you ever seen a foundation stone in a building? They, they um, uh, they, They write the beginning date of the construction and they write the end date of the construction. Like they'll have two dates or they'll have the date when the building was finished you know that is so prophetic or that's so symbolic of the kingdom because the bible says that he is the alpha and omega he is the beginning and the end which means he is the he is there are two stones ladies and gentlemen that i'm going to talk about two types of cornerstones today one is the cornerstone that is that is in the foundation that is your foundation but also there is a cornerstone that sits on top of the walls. He is your foundation, but he's also the head of the church. And this cornerstone, which is the head of the, uh, uh, which is is placed over the, uh, the two walls, it holds everything in the building together. So you need the cornerstone which is in the foundation and you need the cornerstone which is on top of everything. That is why we are the body and he is the head. The head is what holds the body together. The head and the foundation together holds the body together so that we can grow in the, and mature in Christ. So I wanna take you to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter three and we'll go through something awesome today. 1 Corinthians chapter three. And we'll read from uh, verses 9 to 11. And Paul says this. Now, please listen to the language very carefully. Paul says this. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and you are God's building. Okay. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation And another builds on it okay now now listen to me for a few minutes he says for we are God's fellow workers and then he goes on to say you are God's field and you are God's building so what is he talking about he's talking about the Apostles and the prophets are fellow workers of God and he says he's pointing to you and he's pointing to me and he says you are God's field and you are God's building now We understand that the scriptures were written and God has introduced revelation through the disciples, through the apostles and the prophets and that is the foundation of the church. The foundation of the church is the apostles, prophets and Christ. These are our foundation of the church, the teachings. All of it is Christ, okay? But it is their teachings. They brought Christ and they presented Him to us and this is our foundation, okay? But he also says that you are the building and you are God's field. You are God's field and you are God's building. So there's a dual responsibility. There's a dual purpose. There's a duality that he's communicating to us today. Like last week, I spoke about how God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, which means we minister this reconciliation. So he is saying, because you have that ministry now, you are a fellow worker of God. Wow, Pastor John, are you saying that I'm a fellow worker of God? Yes. Do I need to have a title? The title is fellow worker. You don't need any other title. You just need to have this understanding that God has, through Jesus Christ, has given to us the ministry of reconciliation and now my responsibility is to reconcile all things Once the element has been reconciled to me The God element I've been reconciled to that God element Now I have the revelation of it And I've received this ministry Now I'm a fellow worker with God And I am bringing reconciliation everywhere I go See it's your responsibility To bring reconciliation to every element That is communicating anything else Other than being reconciled Let me give you an example. There was a guy who came to Jesus and he was blind. And Jesus took two elements. He took mud and water in the form of spit. And he mixed them together and he alchemized eyesight. What did he do there? We focus on the guy's eyesight for sure. But he redeemed two elements. think about what I'm saying we focus on the need but we don't focus that in order to meet that need I've got to reconcile the elements first he reconciled earth which is an element and water and he mixed them both and they became what he needed them to become come on You gotta understand that in order for for the elements, the earth and the water to respond, they respond to Christ. They don't just respond to a believer. That's why you need to be built up into the house we'll understand that uh, we'll get into that a little bit more but you must understand that in order for Jesus to perform miracles in order for you to perform miracles you 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 need provision for your business you need uh, you, you you need healing in some some body's body uh, whatever it is that you might need you must understand as the spirit leads you you need to uh, reconcile the elements to Christ and through Christ and the elements bring something new look Last week, we shared a testimony of a girl, a child in our in our church who, whose phone stopped work, working. And she, because the Holy Spirit led her, took water and poured it over the phone and it got charged to 93% battery, 90% battery. What do you think happened there? She reconciled an element and that element took the desire of her heart and caused a phone to begin to Function according to what she wanted that phone to do Come on man, so we must understand that Christ is the one who has reconciled All things we, we learned that last week all things he's reconciled all things man Every element and every sub element of the earth wind water fire Whatever you want to call it atmosphere, whatever you want to give it a name. It doesn't matter Christ has already reconciled it and every time you encounter a situation in your life you've got to understand that you cannot work in the earth without these elements. And these elements, all of them work for Christ. And so when you look at what Christ has done he took these two elements and he he alchemized and made something new by reconciling them. Now think about your family. Think about your body. Think about uh, you know your body uh, it has earth in it. Your body has fire in it. Your body body has water in it. I mean, just imagine you know we did some exercises uh, you know with our, with with some some other people uh, around uh, Kelsey and me about how to to speak into water. You know there were there was a scientist. There was a group of scientists that were planning something uh, to to destroy uh, to to create some destruction uh, in, a, in a country and they were sitting around and they all had water it was a secret location and they had water in the room and as they began to drink that water they suffered from food poisoning only because the things the, the things that they were planning were being filled into these elements and they were beginning to drink it you must understand that these elements not the God element we're talking about the created elements, uh, they carry the energy and the words that we speak. And when you understand that, then you'll be able to use the elements uh, to be able to um, to heal people's bodies. You'll be able to do a lot of things with these elements in, in the earth. You must understand that. So now, when we think of God, he Paul is saying here, for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field and you are God's building so which means I'm God, I'm, a, I'm a fellow worker of God and God now that you have to understand there's a duality that's happening here I'm a fellow worker of God I am also God's field and I'm also God's building but I'm also a fellow worker that is ministering to the field and the building I hope you understand that Okay, so as I am building, I am also being built up. As I'm taking care of the field, my field is also being taken care of. As I'm taking care of the building, my building is also being taken care of. You must must understand how awesome this is. And so he goes on to say, you are God's fellow workers and you are God's field. And you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Then he goes on to say, But let each one take heed how he builds, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, this is absolutely crazy. Now, he's talking about, now you're a fellow worker of Christ and God has placed you in a field. God has placed you in a church. God has placed you in a life group. God has placed you in, in the business that you work in. God has placed you in that job. God, every place that God has placed you in is the field. And then he says, be careful how you build. Why does he say that? it's because we must go back to the garden because that's where it all began (laughs) see our DNA the DNA of the fallen man is deeply rooted in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and unless we we uproot ourselves uproot our DNA from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and we graft ourselves into the tree of life then Only then will we understand how we can steward the field, how we can steward the building, and how we can be stewarded in the kingdom of God. See the foundation, ladies and gentlemen, has to, we have to understand that God has a foundation, but we have roots in something else. It's because of the knowledge. We've received knowledge from the time we grew up. Now you and I, we we didn't know, we just, this is what life, this is how life is. And, and people say, well, this is how my mother and father taught me how to do this. And that's why I did it. And I don't know any better. And that's why God doesn't judge you for it. But if God were to take you according to you and measure you according to Christ, where would you stand? See, because that's what he's trying to say right now. He's saying, let each one take heed how he builds. This think of you as the field, you as the building, but you also as the fellow worker. And now God is the one who's building you, right? You're sitting in a church today. You're sitting in a life group today and you're receiving the word and he's taking heed how I'm building you up. And he's taking heed and saying, is John building them according to the measure called John or the measure called Christ? That's why the focus of everything that we do is the Word. Oh, come on now. If you love the Word, then you're in the right church because it is the word ladies and gentlemen that God uses to build you up and then then he takes the he, he looks at the measurement of, of the foundation stone and then he begins to build precept upon precept upon precept and he builds you into Christ he's not building you into a better version of yourself he's building you into Christ the old man has gone that old house is broken down it doesn't exist anymore but he's building you into Christ you've got to fall in love with Christ if you don't look at your foundation stone and fall in love with that foundation stone and see that if you look at it and you say wow man this is amazing this is Christ then based on that now God begins to build you see the cornerstone the foundation determines the the size of the building it determines the the the, the which which side of the, of, the, of the earth does the door look at? And the windows and, and, and all the, the energy patterns that come in and out of the house. All of that stuff is based on the foundation stone. It's not based on, wow, look at that building. Wow, a very good building. No, look at the foundation. The foundation is the reason why that building is awesome. So you might look at your life today and you'll be like, Well, Pastor, you know, I don't have any problems. Guess why? So the foundation stone. But he goes on to say this: but let each one take heed how he builds on it. Which means this church that you're a part of, you're a fellow worker. How are you building it? How are you building this church? Or is it only Pastor John's responsibility? What are you doing to take care of this field? What are you doing? How are you doing it? To take care of this building? How are you growing this building called Life's Global? I think I'm very quiet now. See, because it's it's the, uh, the, you've got to understand that the way you build, the way you take care of the field is based on your revelation of the foundation stone. The way you grow this building called Life Church Global is based on your revelation of the foundation stone. Where's the foundation stone? It's in you. If you don't have a vision of the foundation stone, you, what are you building? You're not building anything. You're building yourself into the church. If you don't have a vision, if you don't have what God is showing you for this house that He's planted you in, this field that He's planted you in, how are you building it? Because if you're not having the the gauge called Christ, what kind of a building is this? There's a reason why He says this. But let each one take heed how He builds on it for no other foundation can anyone lay than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Which means foundation is laid, ladies and gentlemen. There's nothing you can do about it. The only thing that you can do about the foundation is to say, thank you for this foundation. This is an awesome foundation. I love this foundation. And I'm going to build on this foundation, God. And he says this, now if anyone builds on this foundation, guess what, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay or straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. Come on now. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is now the question is you look at your business you look at your family they're all fields that God has placed you in you look at the church it's a field that God has placed you in you look at the country the city it's a field that God has placed you in what are you doing in that field what seeds are you sowing in your church let's talk about that now what are you sowing are you sowing financially into your church Are you sowing with your energy into the church? Are you sowing with your time in the church? Oh, everybody has to make time for you. See, the church is not built the other way around. Where God focuses his energy on trying to now make sure that you are given the greatest opportunity now to build. No, you look for opportunities to build. It is your field to steward. Because at the end of the day, he's going to come to you and he's got this measuring gauge called Christ. He's going to measure Christ and he's going to measure your work. And have you built your house? Have you built your life group? Have you built your uh, the field that God has placed you in? This building called Life's Just Global. Have you given it your time, your energy, your effort, your finances, your gifts, your calling? Have you given it what God expects you to give? If it hasn't, it will be tested by fire. If you don't know, it will be tested by fire. And when the fire falls, ladies and gentlemen, what is, what can be burnt up, like wood, hay, stones, precious stones, all of it, when the fire comes, will be consumed by fire. And the only thing that will remain is Christ. The only thing that remains is Christ. See, we think that, oh, you know, I'm just just gonna use finances because it's a sensitive thing for everybody. We think that, hey, you know, not this month, I won't give this month. You're not giving Christ this month. You gotta understand that. You're not giving the, the same house that you're a part of. It's like I'm not gonna feed my hand this week. That's the that's the analogy that, I, that comes to mind. Just think about it. We have created a machine to receive. Let me explain something to you. The day God created man, He did not create man to receive. Man had no ability in himself to receive the breath. He was mud. When you come to church only to receive, when you look to people only to receive, you are out of your nature. Come on. Come on. God so loved the world that He Yay that is your nature see when god when god saw man the, when he formed man out of the dust he breathed the breath of life in it, it is the breath of life that gave man the ability to be sus- to have life and be sustained man cannot do anything of himself to sustain the life you can't do anything it is the it is christ it is a foundation in you that keeps your life and sustains your life very important that you understand that and when we think about finances we think man this church uh, the church is only talking about finances we don't talk about finances we talk about your heart we talk about the heart why because your finances have grabbed your heart money has grabbed your heart and if you understand money is, an, is a man-made element and if you don't reconcile it to God by giving it away, you will not have authority over it, it will not respect you, it will come and it will go. But if you understand that you you can say, Well, you know, Pastor, I'm I'm very generous and I'm giving all over the place and I'm giving to this ministry and that man, I'm so happy for you. Really, I am so you have a big heart. But when the time comes when you have to stand in the fire, what will remain? What's the question? How did you stew at the house that I sent you to? How did you stew at the field? Where's the harvest? Well, God, you know, I was waiting for some, I was waiting to receive seed. Yeah, I gave you seed to sow into the field. I gave you the job, I gave you the business, I gave you the children, I gave you the time. You decided not to sew time into the church meetings. Yeah. You decided not to, you're, no, 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 I have to do laundry. I, I'm too busy, God, I'm too busy, too busy. Yeah, sure, sure, no problem, no problem. Too busy. Yeah, my job is it's just hectic right now. This season of my life is so hectic. I need time from church. Well, if the season is so hectic, why do you need time from the very thing God created you for? I don't understand, you know, people say, you know, I need time away from the church. I need to focus on the, on the problems in my life. I I don't see that as an urgency in God's, in scripture. That God moved heaven and earth and came to fix your problems. But you must understand that when you fall into these trials, joy is our first response. See, It is, it is a lack of stewardship to look at, I want to deal with the problems rather than steward the kingdom. When you seek his kingdom first, all those things. We, we, it's like this, you know, when a person says something about you and it's not true, you don't waste your energy just walk away you don't. you don't have to waste your time trying to explain man this is what I this is what I meant but if they don't have the courtesy to sit down with you and say you know what did you mean by this but they went ahead and judged you anyways what's the point of explaining so I want to take you quickly now to John chapter 1 I this is awesome man John chapter 1 we're gonna do another beginning (laughs) <laughs> John chapter one and verse one. It says this: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now I want to set this record straight for us as a church. Okay? In the beginning, the Word was present, which was the which means it's not the beginning of the Word. The Word was present when the beginning began. Okay? <laughs> This is not your beginning. This is the beginning of heavens and the earth, like last week that I described, okay? And it says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word, where was the Word? And the Word was with God, which means it was in God's mind. It was that energy, it's that fabric, okay? And the Word was God, okay? He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him and without Him, nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was in was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it okay now in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god you must understand what he's trying to say here he says he was in the beginning with god which means the word christ ladies and gentlemen is the fabric that manifested jesus jesus Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the man, and Christ are one and the same, but it's Christ. Jesus is in Christ. Jesus is a physical manifestation of Christ. Okay, you must understand in the same way, the Word is a manifestation of Christ. So which means to create all things, God uses Christ, Christ manifested the word. For example, if you think about it, Christ, the word is a brick. Christ now manufactured a brick called the word and gave it to God to use. That's what the word is. And he says this, and and the word was with God and the word was God, which means God was holding the word and the word was God. And God said, okay, now I'm gonna use the word to create all things. So Christ now became the word and he says, God use me to make all things. Do You understand? This is amazing, okay? And he says, all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him, in the word, in Christ was life and the life was the light of men. See now the element produced light and that light gives us life. And the light shines in the darkness, ladies and gentlemen. Which means the darkness doesn't go away. See, we've thought, okay, I switched, I put the, I put the lights on, the light stays and darkness flees and the church has celebrated, yay! Darkness is gone. But you must understand darkness is an element created by God. And he says the darkness the light shines in the darkness which means darkness is there light is also there but the light shines darkness doesn't shine it's just two different characteristics and he says this element called the word now God used this word to create all things and he says wow let me let's just let me create some light darkness where are you okay call light out of darkness wow bam there you go darkness is happy light is happy But they are all together. And the church has somehow made darkness a bad thing. Oh, in the dark. (laughs) The devil only comes in the dark. No, no. He comes in the light. Have you seen Jesus? He doesn't talk about the devil as an angel of darkness. He says he's an angel of light. (laughs) And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it, which means the darkness doesn't mind it. He's not trying to like, "Ah, I'm going to overtake you. I'm I'm making room for you. Come. Come on. now. We've created the world bad. Christian, good. No, but the world is like, come, hang out with us. Come, come, we're all one. We are all created of the same fabric. Just because you've got super awareness now that you are like saved, sort of. <laughs> we are bad and you're good? No, how how, how does that work out? Just because you dress differently, talk differently, you supposedly have hope now for every situation, and we don't have hope. That means that we're bad and you're good. No, we 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 mingle together. We we live together, we exist together, we, we don't have issues with one another. That that is the that is the foundation that Christ is building. See, when we don't look at darkness as a bad thing, it's a it's an opportunity to create something new same thing with the light same thing with the darkness these two things God has given us these two elements to create life out of it and the darkness is not comprehending the light it's not trying to like overtake it have you noticed they're not trying to overtake it it is Christians who persecute other Christians I'll just leave it there so now I want you to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 And here he says, let each one take heed how he builds for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, what is he trying to say? Now, if you take the the John chapter one, verse one, two and three, and we look at this verse now, he's saying, listen, guys, God is giving you the tools to build his kingdom. God is giving you the tools to build, uh, to take care of the field. God is taking, giving you the tools to build the building. And it's based on your foundation of Christ. So Christ is the foundation, and now he gives you the word now to build you up so that now you can begin to build, take care of God's field, and you can build God's house. You can build his building. But you must understand, how are you being built? How are you being taken care of? You're not being taken care of when you, um, when, when you get a hug in church, when people speak nicely to you. That's not when you're being taken care of. You're being taken care of when you are given the Word. See, the way God builds you and me is when He gives you His Word see let let me let me say this if you are keep in your mind that christ is my foundation he's the foundation of my life he's the beginning he's the end he's the he's the foundation he's the cornerstone he's everything in my life right and so in between the cornerstone and the top stone it's called the chief cornerstone the top the head is called the chief cornerstone and the cornerstone at the in the foundation of your life there's something in between that needs to be built as you and so now what god does is he looks at your life and he makes a measurement and he says hmm, that area is weakened okay cool do i strengthen him or do i give him christ okay so he's weak in that area i'm going to give him christ to strengthen him in that area you see, so so the place of your life that you need to be built up in, the worst areas of my life, God, my, I'm a sinner. Oh, like, you know, your repentance is different when you're behind closed doors and repentance in church is a little different. We understand that that's okay. But God considers the one behind closed doors. Uh, you know, that that's the one that he looks at because that's somewhat genuine. Uh, and uh, now, and then he's and he's like, wow, you know, God, I'm so weak. I'm broken. I don't know anything, God. I don't know. Oh, good, good, good. You're acknowledging the areas that you need to be built up in, in Christ. And so now he begins to give you the word. He gives you the word. Okay, here you go. Here you go. You're weakened. In this area, I'm going to give you Christ and he will become your strength. Every area that you're in, Christ becomes your strength. He doesn't make you strong. He gives you Christ and Christ becomes your strength and that's how God builds you up in his house that's why you need to be plugged and planted in the house of God ladies and gentlemen he knows the areas that you are weakest in even though areas that you don't confess to God even the ones that you try to hide from God and try to pray those super spiritual prayers and you know you have you're weak in those areas the Holy Spirit knows and that spirit on the inside of you is beginning to cry out his spirit and the bride say, come, come Lord Jesus, come. He's calling out to Christ. He's calling out to the word and God begins to give the word in full measure. He's saying, yeah, okay, he's weak in that area. Here, take the word. Holy Spirit, I know I trust you in him more than more than I trust his his ability his human ability to receive he can't fully comprehend me but you can and so now I'm going to give it to you and when I give you the word you can build him without even his knowledge or his ability to understand or even receive I'm going to give you the spirit I'm going to give you Christ I'm going to build you and now you're going to be built up and you're going to look like Christ you're going to not even recognize yourself because you're going to look like Christ Ladies and gentlemen he builds us up precept upon precept, word upon word. He doesn't build us up based on situations. He builds us up based on the word precept upon precept and every brick that he puts in there is the word. He's building something. He's not building John's ministry. He's not building some big man's ministry. He's building Christ's body see from the beginning of scripture from the beginning of scripture Christ was present but never had a body and God's master plan is that Christ would have a body Christ would have a body and he would live here with his people that's the covenant isn't it the new covenant I will be their God they will be my people and then he, he calls you into his kingdom and he's saying, okay, now since you're in my kingdom, I'm gonna build you up into Zion, the dwelling place, my dwelling place. See, we think that, oh man, you know, yes, the scripture says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, the context of that is that you're being built up into Christ. You're being built up into Christ. So is Christ the foundation, Christ the building, Christ the cornerstone? Christ everywhere. I'll repeat that again. Christ the foundation. Christ the building. And Christ the chief cornerstone. Everything is Christ. Not John, Christ. That's why it says, Christ in me is the hope of glory. Yeah, you know, I'm reminded of this story of St. Patrick. You know, St. Patrick was this absolutely phenomenal man who and because of him and because of Christ in him, Ireland got saved and we nowadays people celebrate St. Patrick's Day differently, (laughs) different celebration. But you must understand, St. Patrick, God called him to go back to Ireland. And when he went there, the, the high, it's called, he was called the high king at that time, was really influenced by Druids, magicians. And and they were, they were Ireland was a heathen country. And when St. Patrick went there, he went there to save souls. And so when he went there, he saw these people lighting fires to, you know, there was a ceremonial fire and the king would light the fire. And so eventually, Said Patrick now wanted to instigate a fight and so he goes in the middle of the night and he begins to light the fires and the king was supposed to light the first fire and now the king is enraged the druids are enraged who lit the fire so the king wanted to know who lit the fire and so they went looking for it and they, they couldn't find Patrick because he ran away not our Patrick but St. Patrick <laughs> So, Patrick, we love you, man. But he had run away. But the, the supernatural thing about those fires where they were trying to put the fire out, but they couldn't put the fire out, and the whole nation now is watching this embarrassing moment for the king. And the king is like totally embarrassed, and he's like, Who is this guy? I want his head on a platter. I want to meet him. I'm blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And so now the druids are like, Okay, this is this man, Patrick. St. Patrick has come now he's the bishop and he has done this and all that stuff and so eventually goes to such a stage where they could not take Patrick out and so the king said I want to have an audience with this man and so while they were you must understand while they were creating a, a meeting For Patrick and the king, the druids now, the magicians were losing favor with the king. So they come up with a plan that even before Patrick comes to the king, they're going to kill him. And so now Patrick, so the day of the meeting has come. And Patrick now, St. Patrick has um, in a dream, an angel comes to him and warns him of their ideas. It's amazing, no? This is why you should dream. This is why you need to be in the kingdom. you, You think that God is protecting you? He's protecting Christ in you. He's the, he's the precious stone. He loves you for sure. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. But there's something precious in you. So, so he gives Patrick a warning that night and then Patrick goes, he wakes up in the morning and he prays a prayer. And I'm gonna read that prayer to you because it is so powerful. It's actually a shorter version of the prayer. Um, but I wanna I wanna pray this prayer I pray this prayer. I want to I read this prayer up to you. I, I want to read this prayer. <laughs> I want to I read this prayer um, for you today because I want to show you this man's how he embraced the fullness of Christ in his life. Okay? So before he goes for this meeting, he knows he's going to get attacked on the road. This is the prayer he prays as soon as he wakes up. Okay? So he says, I arise today through the mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through the belief in the Trinity, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I bind unto myself this day, the strong name of the blessed Trinity by invocation of the same, the three in one and the one in three, Father, Son and the Holy Ghost. And then he goes on to say this he says he says christ with me christ before me christ behind me christ in me christ beneath me christ above me christ on my right christ on my left christ when i lie down christ when i sit down christ when i arise Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. He prays this prayer. It's a much. There's, 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 it's a longer prayer. I just shared the 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 last ending part of it. But uh, when we do the ethereal fast, the 2.0, we're gonna go into these invocation stuffs uh, and it's gonna be good. But saying that, he prays this prayer and he gets out of the house and he's walking down the road. And now all these people are like ready now. They got their bows ready, they got their swords ready and they're about to, to capture him. And he begins to pray this prayer again, Christ in me, Christ around me. And he's walking to this place and they're coming towards a forest and somehow, Somewhere, the earth starts shaking. And a fire falls down and sets some wood on fire and sets the whole place into a smoke. The whole top of that mountain was full of smoke to the point where these people could not actually see where Patrick was. And from the time when the the smoke began to clear, all they saw was a herd of deer that was passing through that road. And it was on that day that Patrick hid amongst the deer and his life was saved. You must understand that God made a provision because he made, he created an opportunity for Christ within his life. He said, Christ within me. Christ around me, Christ Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in in everyone who thinks of me, Christ in in the words that come out of their mouth, Christ is in their ears, Christ is everywhere. He began to acknowledge Christ, ladies and gentlemen, who is his cornerstone. And when he began to acknowledge Christ as his cornerstone, now it became, became the responsibility of Christ to take care of his temple. Come on, man. It became the responsibility of Christ to take care of his own temple. See, what is the life that you live today? Is your life surrendered fully to Christ? Are you fully aware of this realm called Christ? See, he is your foundation. He is the chief cornerstone. But also, while you're alive today, God is giving us daily, He's giving us opportunities. Weekly, He's giving us opportunities to allow the Holy Spirit in us to receive the full measure of Christ, the full measure of that Word in us. So that when the Word comes, every area that you think that you're weak in, He begins to fill it with Himself. To a point where now a few years down the line You will not even remember What you used to do You will not even recognize What you look like Your friends The people who knew you wouldn't, Wouldn't even know who you are They wouldn't even recognize you Because all they can see Is Christ being glorified in your life. So today church I want to bless you with this word. I want to declare over you that as you as you spend this week that you will become fully conscious. You will become fully aware of Christ in me. The purpose for your life to steward the field, to steward the building and also to be stewarded and also for God to raise you up to take care of your field in your building. He's building you up into Christ. He's raising you up to be a field that bears a hundredfold harvest. You must understand, ladies and gentlemen, that field right there, that ground is good ground because it is Christ and God sows quality seed. He doesn't give sparingly, He gives in abundance and He wants you to bear a harvest of Christ. He wants you to bear a full harvest, a hundredfold harvest in your life. And so today I just want to bless you. I want to bless you with this revelation. I want to pray that, I pray that God would open the eyes of your heart and you will begin to recognize Christ who is greater in you. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. And this week you will experience the greater in me. In Jesus name and all God's people said Amen. Amen. Bless you church. Love you.